Hey there, welcome back to the As You Are podcast. We are back with our second week of our relationship series, and today we're going to be talking about friendship. We're going to look at Jesus and how he models friendship for us with God and also friendship with others. So get comfortable. Hey, Anna. Hey, Emily. (laughs) (laughs) This week, as you know, we're talking about friendship. And I'm just going to kick us off with a little shameless plug to share our podcast with your friends. And then maybe you guys could talk about it together. Uh, Just have something that you're both listening to, especially anyone that you think would enjoy the content. So don't forget to do that. Yes, definitely share and subscribe. Why not? Let's put another shameless plug in there. Subscribe (gasps) on Spotify if you are not already. It really is helpful. I know that seems like silly, but it is helpful for us to know that people like the podcast or don't like the podcast. You guys can give us honest reviews. Yes, let us know. Okay, so today we're talking about friendship and we are going to go several directions with this today. But first, I just wanted to know, I'm just curious, Anna, what do you think of when you think of friendship? When I think of friendship, I mean, I I think some of my best friends are my friends from college. And then also, actually, this past weekend, this was so fun, my like oldest friend, um, her name is Ellie. We met in kindergarten. And (laughs) I know, it's when I was living in Chattanooga. And she actually moved to D.C. the same year I moved to Atlanta. And so we, like, were living far apart. But now, since I'm back in Richmond, we're close together. And she came for the weekend with her husband, which was so fun. Oh, that is so fun. Yeah, that friendship is one, like, we haven't lived in the same city since third grade. But we have made an effort. I mean, obviously, when we were growing up, our parents made the effort to, like, get us back together once a year. But that is a friend that has just been so consistent. Like, no matter what season or what's going on in life, like, even if we haven't talked in a really long time, like, I know that Ellie is my best friend and will be forever. Like, she's very consistent and has had such a presence and impact in my life. So I feel like that is one word I think of when I think of friendship is consistency. What about you? I totally agree with that. Um, For me, I feel really blessed over the past couple of years. My friendships have deepened and I feel really supported in this current season of life. But one of the things that means the most to me in a friendship is communication. Just being able to text my friends and get a text back or, I mean, as stupid as this is, even just like sending like reels or TikToks that are funny just like knowing that you know what they think is funny just that kind of constant communication I can talk for like two hours on the phone if I (laughs) am given the chance but I also can like knock out the to-do list really quick so I love that my sister who is one of my best friends she answers the phone no matter what so like if I'm calling her she'll always answer and she'll say like hey can I call you right back or she'll say Mm -hmm. hey what's up and I'll be like um she's like I only have two seconds I'm like okay it's great this is what I'm calling to tell you (laughs) and like I don't know just something about having the 
trust and access to each other where you're like, okay, here's just the real quick thing that I want to say to you. And then she's like, okay, great. I'll call you back later. Um, it just feels like, yeah, constant access to that person's attention, even when life is busy. I think that that is a really true sign of friendship. Yeah, that's true. And like what you were saying about knowing what's like going to make the other person laugh or what I like. It's feeling known and knowing that you know somebody, which is really comforting. Yeah. So let's just dive right in. We're going to talk about Jesus a little bit first and how he is really our example for loving relationships and friendships. So we're going to break down a couple of the things that we see in his life qualities that he has and the ways that he treats people that we feel like set a really great example for friendship. Um, Yeah, as Emily and I were preparing for this podcast, we started thinking about how Jesus is our example for friendship. And there's so many places, I mean, all throughout the Gospels where we see Jesus modeling friendship for us. And so we came up with a little list of things that we see in Jesus. And so we're going to kind of read those off to y'all. But the first one is that he's constantly available. Like he is not far off. He's there when somebody needs him. Like he's always interrupted. Most of his interactions are actually interruptions, which is just really cool. Like we don't, we'll talk about that a little bit more later, but um, yeah, he's constantly available to us. Yeah. And then this one is hard for me. He's always serving. So I think it's really easy to buy into the idea that you got to treat yourself. But Jesus says that true love and true friendship is most fulfilling and most full when we're serving others and putting them first. Yeah. He's fully loving. So there's nobody that's like beyond Jesus's love. Even throughout all the Gospels, like the people that are persecuting him, he shows them love and extends them grace and love in that. Yeah, that reminds me of the story with the woman who had been caught in adultery that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. How he was fully loving of both that woman and the Pharisees who were trying to trap him. I just, I think that characteristic is really unique. It's not based on consequences or what makes sense. Yeah. So he also desires communication, and we're going to go into this a little bit more later, but it's more than just saying a morning prayer that is full of all the things you think (laughs) you're supposed to say. Like, he was constantly in communication with God. He was so honest, and he was always in communication with his friends. We're going to read a verse a little bit later where he talks about everything that God has shared with me, I have shared with you. So I just love that he's open and desires that communication. Yeah. And he's endlessly patient. Like there's nobody that he comes across that he's kind of like rolls his eyes at and is like, ugh. no, he's, he is so patient with each one of us, which is something that I have a hard time with. I am not the most patient person in the world. You can ask Everett. And so that's something I feel like I could totally work on as a friend is just being more patient with the people that I come in contact with. Me too. I'm not patient. And watching Jesus not get frustrated when all these people continue with their nonsense is inspiring. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, He never stops forgiving. And I think that that one is particularly important and 
particularly hard. You know how it is when somebody hurts you or you feel like maybe you can't trust somebody. It's easier to put walls up and push them away. And you might say you've forgiven, but you truly never forget what happened. And so it's a barrier. But Jesus's way of love and friendship is always having an open heart, always forgiving again and again and again. Literally, there's not a limit, which is actually also really encouraging for us because that's the same forgiveness he offers us over and over again. Yeah. And the last one we wrote down is that he's full of grace and full of truth. And we talked about this on our last series of the women of the Bible. Jesus is never without grace or without truth. You know, every person that he comes into contact with, he is extending them grace and he's also telling them the truth in love. I feel like grace and truth have to go together because if you're all grace then you're not telling the truth and if you're all truth and there's no grace um it's okay sorry tuck wants to be let out of the podcast room he is sitting by the door whining um but yeah that's the list that we came up with and we will make a little graphic of those so that they're more concise and you can just read through them but yeah we hope that that's helpful as we start talking about friendship tuck is one of our hosts now he's a (laughs) co-host anyway I'd love to read you guys a verse. This is John 15, 12. And this is actually Jesus speaking. And so we take it all the more seriously. This is what he said kind of in regards to friendship. And I want to talk about it a little bit because I think it's really interesting. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. Y'all, this is really good stuff. I am going to take just a minute to quickly break this down verse by verse so that it can sink in a little deeper for us. I think that there are takeaways here about how we can love others and also takeaways about our relationship with God. Yeah. Okay, so starting at verse 12, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. It sounds so simple, and you can just blaze right past that, but this is... Huge. Jesus is calling us to love others unconditionally. That means they don't have to earn it from us. We have to let the love that we've received from Jesus flow out from us in an unconditional way. And that is hard, but that is the calling on our life. Okay, verse 13, greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. I think that this is directly referencing that Jesus will go die on the cross for our sins. But I also think that this is a calling on how we are to be friends, sacrificing for other people. So let that sit with you however it does. For me, it personally sits like allowing for interruptions in my life and not prioritizing my schedule over other people. Um, it's, it's definitely an alternative lifestyle where you allow people to be more important than your to-do list or whatever. That's how Jesus was, and that's one thing that he wants for us as we love others. Verse 14, you are my friends if you do what I command you. Mic drop. Jesus is in the game of our hearts, 
And so he knows that if we do what he commands us to do, that our hearts will be transformed to be more like God. And when we are more like God, we are of like mind with God, a friend of God. We're not going to be equals with God. That's not what he wants. That's not practical. It's just not a thing. But he invites us into this friendship with him where we get to have a relationship with him and he wants a relationship with us, which is incredible. And it hinges on obedience so that as we're walking with him and doing what he says, we become more like him. That's so important. And then verse 15, no longer do I call you servants for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I've called you friends for all that I've heard from my father, I have made known to you. So he's saying, I've invited you in. You're not blindly obeying. I've told you guys what the Lord is up to and invited you into it. Instead of being my servants, you are my friends. A servant would prep the dinner and bring it to the table and then leave the room. But a friend would sit at the table and have dinner and conversation and fellowship with the host. And so Jesus is saying, you're no longer somebody that just does something for me. I want to invite you into what I'm doing and into relationship with me. If you look back in the Old Testament and what religion used to be like, there was no relationship. There was no closeness with God. And so this is just a mind-blowing thing that Jesus is saying right here. Yeah. So context behind John 15, that this was part of his last meal with the disciples. So it's the last supper. And he is about to literally lay down his life for his friends. He like knows he is about to die to save them. And I don't know, I think when we think of that, that's really humbling in a lot of ways. Like, do I put my friend's before my own do I prioritize what other people need above my own and Jesus is such an example of that he literally died to save us to save his friends to save humanity yeah so let's just chat about this what does it look like to follow that command to love others like he's loved us where might we get tripped up and you know, this is hard. So what do we do? And I think friends can sometimes feel like family, which is amazing. And I think that the friends that feel like family are often your closest and best friends. But it's easier sometimes to be selfless. At least this is my experience. Like with people that I don't know. Like when you get really comfortable yeah. with somebody, it's almost easy to be like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, to like take them for granted. The way we all love our moms, but we treat her the yes, worst. Yes, exactly. You're like, she's my mom. Yeah, you love her so much, but you're so comfortable. She sees like your true colors, yeah. you know? Which, not that we do that necessarily with our friends, but I do think it's easy to forget that with our friends, we are called to lay down our lives and to put them first, put others first. Like others is not some like, elusive word of like ooh, who are the others you know like others are the people that we're reacting with on a daily basis yeah you know i hadn't really thought about that until just right now yeah your family and your friends and like everett or michael like they're the hardest people to, <laughs> to lay down your life for but they're yeah. the people that we should be because the more comfortable you are with people and the more time you spend with people it the more they basically get access to your truest self. When you first yes. meet somebody, you have like a 
you know, you're just, it's, it's like when you're a kid and you're talking to an adult, like you just, you're on your best behavior. Yeah. You want them to like you. (laughs) Yeah, you do. And when they do finally get past that initial wall that you have up and you start to see conflict and you start to see, you know, just disagreements or they accidentally hurt you because we're all human. That is when Mm -hmm. the true test of love comes to play. So that's kind of what we want to talk about with friendship. These are the people that you're doing life with, your close people that know you. They know what you struggle with. They know what you want. They, they're they starting to get past that wall that you have up with maybe your community or the world. So that's what we're talking about today is how to love those people. And it goes back to that list that we had at the beginning of the podcast. Just to go through them quickly, available, serving, loving, communicating, patient, forgiving, grace, and truth. And it's cool. Like we see that Jesus is is such an example of that throughout the entire gospels but especially when we see him like interacting with his disciples like he loves them so much and they mess up so many times yeah they do there are so many times where he calls them out lovingly and is like oh you have little faith like but he still is patient with them and he is constant with them he serves them he loves them like all these things that you're saying we get to see Jesus as an example of that with his disciples, with his closest friends. And he also models, getting on to like the second part of this podcast, like Jesus is also a model of what our friendship with God should look like. You know, I think we don't always think about God as a friend. A lot of times it's easy, like we hear God as a father and God as a provider, God as king, powerful, and all of those are very true, but he also wants to be our friend. Like we were created to be in a relationship with him and we see that from the very beginning, like from Genesis 1, you know, God created us in his image because he wanted to partner with us and to be in a relationship with us. But then with Jesus, we see him like, in a friendship with God as well. Like he prioritizes time with God. It says over and over again that he like goes to get away and goes to pray, which is really cool. Yeah. And a reminder of how often we're invited to be in conversation with God. Yeah. I think it's easy to be intimidated by prayer. A lot of people Mm -hmm. that I talk to are intimidated by prayer, but that's one of the things we want to encourage you guys to work on is to keep your conversation with God constant. God's inviting you to bring your feelings and your hopes and dreams to him and your fears. But also you can always pray scripture. If you're meditating on John 15, 12 with us on this podcast, then write it down and pray through some of this. You know, what does this mean for me? What, how do you want to use this in my life? And as it comes to mind throughout the day, just take that back to God. Our relationship and friendship with God is intended to transform our hearts into being more like Him. And so a lot of that is through our conversation with Him and through prayer. So if we're too afraid to try it, then A, we're probably not believing the truth about God, which is that He loves us and wants to be in that friendship with us. And B, we're probably missing out on the power of prayer in our life. Like as we're in this constant conversation with Him, we can see Him at work even more. Yeah. It's okay to put parameters and practices to help you remember to do that. Like I think about even with my friends, like I have reminders on my phone of like call somebody this week because I'm not very good at keeping up with people who don't live in the same 
proximity as me. Like I'm bad at that. But we have so many friends all over the place. And so I have a reminder on my phone to remind me to call people. So like, why not do that with God? Like set a reminder for 10 o'clock and two o'clock throughout your day to like take a second to pray, you know? Yes. And then maybe it'll become more second nature, but it's okay to teach ourselves that and get our minds into that habit. Just because that is an alarm going off on your phone doesn't mean it's any less intimate. I totally agree. You are being intentional by creating the habit. Yes. And once you establish the habit, you'll start to see even more benefits of it coming to pass in your life. Yeah. The invitation here for our friendship with God, this is so much more intimate and powerful than that feeling of like, yeah, God's my friend, this distant, aloof relationship with him where we just believe that he is love. No, he wants to be close. He wants us to rely on him and be transformed in our relationship with him. Isn't that so much better than to use Jesus's words, like being a servant to God, he actually is saying, I want you to know me. I want to know you. I want the best for you because I love you. So I want you to obey me. I mean, he's inviting us into an actual relationship, which is incredible. And more than a lot of us tend to access day to day. Yeah. And it's cool. Like the servant versus friend picture, because like, I don't know, as you were talking, this came to mind, but a servant or somebody that that you hire can be replaced. Like they're fulfilling a job. They're not fulfilling a relationship. Right. But like a friend is unique. Like every friendship that I've had is unique because that person is unique and I'm not hiring them to fulfill a role like you would a servant, you know, like a servant is interchangeable, but a friend is not a friend holds a very special place in your heart and so Jesus is essentially saying like you're not just interchangeable to me you're not just a one-off servant that I can replace if you decide to walk away like you whoever you are listening to this podcast like you fulfill a specific and special role that God is saying like you're my friend your relationship with Jesus is unique in that it's not something that can just be replaced And that goes both ways too. Like our relationship with Jesus can't be replaced by things of this world. The hole in your heart that is there because it needs to be filled by God can't be filled by anything else. Yeah. And you know what? That made me think using friend in this context, like friend of Mm -hmm. God, makes me think what's the opposite of being a friend of God. And I Googled it because I vaguely remembered a verse that was like friend of the world versus friend of God. James 4, 4 says, therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So I think this is a bigger picture of what it means to be friend. Like when I am Anna's friend, we stay in communication with each other. We see eye to eye about a lot of things. We care about what the other cares about. We have similar values. And ultimately, we're working towards the same end goal. So if you are friends with the world, you're chasing after the same things that the world is chasing after. You're valuing the same things the world says we should value. You're placing your worth in the things that the world says we should place our worth in. And alternatively, if you are a friend of God, you are walking with God. So not holding grudges, forgiving 
valuing the things that he says are of importance, putting our worth in the things that he says define us, setting our foundation on the teachings of Jesus and and just obedience. These are two opposite ends of the spectrum. And here's the thing. We are all choosing to be friends of either the world or of God. And so it's good to make ourselves aware and make the conscious choice. Yeah. So the world says you're defined by your accomplishments. Climb the ladder and do the most you can for yourself. But God says, abide in me, set your foundation on me, and I will give you everything that you need. The world says, compete with your friends, trust no one. And God says, love your friends unconditionally, forgive and forgive and forgive. So it's always or almost always going to be an opposite message from God than the message from the world, which is honestly a great first topic of prayer. (laughs) Take this to God. Say, Lord, would you just show me the difference between the misleading voices of this world and your voice? I just want to discern your voice in my life. A couple podcasts ago, we were talking about going on a walk and listening to a book of the Bible. Like that, the Bible is God's word. So like, listen to it you know go on a walk and instead of putting in a podcast about some random celebrity listen to a book of the bible instead and like you'll be surprised by how like saturating our minds with scripture can really change our hearts yeah it does and i know that all of this can be very overwhelming if you haven't spent much time reading the bible and it feels intimidating to you believe me i know what you mean I have spent more time studying the Bible over the past six months as we've been working on this podcast, and I will say that it has transformed my heart and my mind. As different subjects come up in my life, scripture will pop in my mind, and I'll be able to go back, find it, remember where it was, look back into it, pray that scripture. So even just following along with us, maybe just let us suggest places to read. And then as you start to dive in to this scripture, allow it to seep into your life and deepen your friendship with God. But anyway, I will get off my soapbox. (laughs) Anna, do you have anything else before you want to close? No, I love it. I think to to close us, we want to just circle back to Romans 12, which we talked about last week, is really just a great... Like we'll keep coming back to this verse each week because it's such an example of all relationships, not just community, not just friendship, not just dating, not just marriage. Like all of these relationships that we're going to talk about this month circle back to this verse. It's Romans 12, 9 through 10. And again, we like encourage you to read the whole Romans 12 because it's amazing. But 9 through 10 specifically say love must be sincere Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. And I love that. I think that's a great kind of place to wrap us up is just reminding ourselves, like, be sincere. Love is sincere. Like, be yourself with God. Be yourself with your friends. And be devoted to each other. We've all had those friends where it can feel like, I don't know if they actually are like, Like, are they talking about me behind my back? Are they, like, what are they saying about me when I'm not there? You don't want to be that friend. Like, you never want to be the friend that somebody is second-guessing your intentions. Like, a devoted friend is one that you know you can trust in and you can turn to because they're devoted to you. 
Yeah. And I love that last verse. Yeah. Putting others before yourself. Yeah. And like thinking about Jesus, he welcomed interruptions. The friends that you know will drop anything to come and be with you when something hard happens. That's the friend you want to be. And those are the friends you want to have. And that's the type of friend that Jesus is. Like he shows us that over and over again. He is the friend that when you need him, he's there. And hopefully you don't just go to Jesus when you need him. But if that's where you are right now in your relationship with God, like just know that he is there and he loves you and he wants to be in a relationship with you and he wants to be in a friendship with you and he welcomes that interruption. It's never actually an interruption to him. Yeah. Um, Emily, will you pray for us? Yeah, I'd love to. God, we love you. We are learning so much every day. But ultimately, we just want to be able to discern your voice in our lives. Thank you for wanting to be our friend and in a close, intimate relationship with us. Thank you for caring about the condition of our heart and wanting life and hope and joy for us instead of striving and comparison and bitterness. I pray that as we learn to walk with you, more and more each day that we would become better friends, that we would be more loving and more like you. Would you bless us with friendship? Everyone that's listening needs a friend. Would you just deepen our friendships this month and make it tangible and obvious that you care so deeply about blessing us with those close people in our life, but that first and foremost, you want to be our friend to let us lean into you more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. That's all we have for you guys today. We are so happy that you've joined us for this relationship series. Next week is a big one. So check back in on Sunday for our dating episode. If you have anything that you want us to cover, any questions, any thoughts, go on over to our Instagram and shoot us a DM. We will cover it all and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.